This is Treason Part 2. It is Hidden Agenda, everybody. David Waterman in the studio with the Midwest Public Health Coalition. And, of course, Paul, the producer, and today's Hidden Agenda is brought to you by Executive Properties. Are you still putting off that project around the house that's been bugging you forever? Do you think you can wait until spring and call a contractor and have the work done ASAP? Well, good luck with that. Executive Properties has openings right now to get that project done. In fact, you can check out their Google reviews. Aaron says Chris and his team did a spectacular job on the damage to my aunt's garage and siding. Kept us up to date on the progress and the finished product was amazing. Thank you for your professionalism and hard work. Hey, get that project done sooner than later. Call Executive Properties, 701-330-1273. And by the way, we do have about a 50-50 shot of some snow this afternoon. And tonight, for all your snow removal needs, uh, get a hold of Executive Properties. You know the number there. Hey, if you have any questions or comments for myself, David Waterman, or Paul, the producer, our number, feel free to text or write or uh, call is 701-213-0863-701-213-0863. Let's do it. Time for our daily segment called Jokes My Neighbor Tells Me. Here we go, Jokes My neighbor tells me so a reporter told joe biden a joke the other day (laughs) five minutes later he laughed and asked the reporter to tell it again (laughs) anyway you know joe's memory is kind of like an etch-a-sketch you just shake it and uh, all the memories disappear uh poor joe speaking of joe as of yesterday oh and uh, by the way i don't know if you saw the new hat or not but uh, there you go people speaking of joe yesterday as of yesterday joe's disapproval rating at 57 percent. his approval rating is now 38 percent um joe boy i tell you what um if he was physically fit enough to put his foot in his mouth he'd be doing it a lot uh you know what he said the other day he said uh, I'm the most qualified person in this country to be president of the United States and finish the job I started. Now, this is the same guy who recently met with, and this is what he said, Mitterrand from Germany. Oh, okay. Uh, he's talking about Francois uh, Mitterrand, um, who, by the way, was the French president from 1981 to 1995, and he died in 1996. So I don't know when Joe recently met with Mitterrand from Germany. Uh, but wrong person. Yeah. Huh? Did they do a seance, maybe? That, a- <laughs> that could be. Yeah, flashback, maybe. Uh, let's see here. Uh, what else? He also confused Mexico with Egypt. <laughs> Hours after the uh, bombshell report that he had struggled to remember when he was vice president. I, 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 he couldn't remember when he was vice president. And I could see how you get Mexico and Egypt mixed up, right? Um, how about this one? Part-time. Lo- uh, no, wait. We'll uh, do this one first. Republican Party of Minnesota Chairman uh, David Hand. He says, we are not taking down the old Minnesota state flag. Thank you very much. And finally, one more thing. I just got to bring it up because it wouldn't be hidden agenda without me uh, throwing somebody under the bus here. Um, about Giving Hearts Day. Big, biggest day of the year for nonprofits. Um, so our local part-time, part-time newspaper uh, had a big story on Saturday Giving Hearts Day raises over $29 million, breaks the 2022 record. There, let's see if we can get it. Breaks the 2022 record. There we go. Uh, okay, so here we look at it. Not one mention of Grand Forks in there. Not one single time does it say Grand Forks. This is supposed to be our paper. They talk about Giving Hearts Day in Fargo. Uh, how about that? And then I've got uh, one more thing I want to do. Um, we're talking about, I, I had an argument this morning with a guy uh, about my hat. And I said, what's better? Everything's worse. Let's talk about crime for just a second. Uh, we're, cr- 
just for an example, carjackings in Washington, D.C., in D.C., are up 97%. Uh, Oakland, robberies are up 38%. Listen to this stat. This will blow your mind. One out of every 30 people in Oakland had a car stolen last year. One out of every 30 people. Think how many people you would know that got a car stolen. Everybody would know someone that had their car stolen. Yeah, everybody. Numerous people. Yeah, that'd be the that'd be the water cooler talk. Well, unless you're the president and he wouldn't remember you anyway. Yeah. <laughs> All right, I am done. Um, I know Paul, the producer, has been itching to show this. Uh, let's do this, and then we'll carry on uh, with this is treason part two on hidden agenda. All right, let's see if we got this going here. Today's message is a bit of doom and gloom, a warning, so you're not blindsided by it. This is just the beginning. I'm sorry, but it's going to get worse before it gets better. Remember this exact time four years ago? COVID was a whisper. President Trump was acquitted from his impeachment trial. The Democrats were a chaotic mess with a pathetic pillow fight between Mayor Pete and Joe Biden and Liz Warren. And the popular Bernie Sanders was being forced out. The Democratic Iowa caucus had just run into a three-day delay in their vote counting due to technical issues, foreshadowing perhaps, the Kansas City Chiefs won the Miami Super Bowl without the help of Swifty. The economy was strong. President Trump was trending. And for most, life was good. Then it happened. Just a few days later, a cruise ship in Japan is quarantined. First case in Seattle. First case in New York. China is shut down. Italy is shut down. WHO says this is just the tip of the iceberg. Joe Biden is starting to win primaries. And we were told to stay home for your safety, to flatten the curve, to save grandma. May 25th, 2020, 8 minutes, 46 seconds. I can't breathe. Burn the cities. COVID is important, but not as important to funding the police. Burn the cities, but don't go to the gym or to eat or to your cousin's wedding or see your grandchild being born. Burn the cities, but vote from home. Voter ID is racist. Burn the cities, mostly peaceful. It happened fast. And before we knew it, the world had changed forever. It's only February. We haven't even hit the brunt of it yet. It's going to get worse before it gets better. They will try to divide by race, by gender, by sexuality, by political affiliation. They will try to make you turn on your neighbor, MAGA domestic terror. They will try to silence you. Interesting that all the CEOs of the tech companies were just in Washington. History repeats itself. That's why it's important to learn and remember. Because when the time comes, stay awake and stick together. Not this time. Today's message is a bit of Wow. I nailed it. Nailed it. Clearly, he's been watching uh, this show for the last three or four years. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> you know, um, we talk about that. Um, um, you, well, you want to save grandma, he says. Uh, well, we know what happened to my mother-in-law, Paul's the producer's grandma, uh, my best friend back home. I got the call the other day. Um, his father, who has been a friend of mine since I can remember, I've been uh, my hunting cabins are on his land, and they have been for forty-five years. Um, he, at ninety years old, his wife kind of made him or wanted anyway. He he got the booster. Didn't really want to get it. He got it. Thought it was the right thing to do. Uh, my friend accordingly said that ever since he got it, he went downhill. Uh, next thing you know, he was in a home, and he passed away last week. Uh, and and I know my friend says it's from the jab, 
from the from the booster. But um, yeah, uh, the guy there was absolutely right. All right, uh, this is Treason Part Two. Hmm? Yeah, sorry, yeah. my condolences. No. On, yeah, on it, it, it's um, yeah, it's too it, bad. It's 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 it, no, I, I I think John, it's worse than that. It's um, it's criminal. It's criminal. What's happening? We we on this show we were warning about this shot, this injection mm-hmm. before your mother in law took it. Yep, yep, and it killed her. We were talking about it when my wife found her. We were talking about that's it right. on this show. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, when and I got warning, the call and warning people that because we'd already done the 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 the, the research, mm-hmm. we we'd read about scientists like uh, here at Vandenbosch uh, from Belgium who was saying. He, he said some pretty strong stuff. I mean, in fact, <clears throat> I've been accused of saying, oh, yeah. I said, you remember what I said three years ago? Yeah, you said anybody that takes a shot's going to die in three years. I said, no, no I, I no, didn't no, no. say that. I never said that. I never said that. What I said multiple times was a doctor here at Vandenbosch, who's an expert on vaccines, said anybody that takes the actual COVID vaccine is going to be dead within three years. Mm-hmm. That's what he said. I went on to say, I hope it's not true. Right, right. I hope he's you wrong. You were quoting a guy. I mean, if he's right, that's a tragedy. What if he's only half right? Mm-hmm. What if he's only a quarter right? That's still a tragedy. I hope he's wrong. Right. But I have another theory. <clears throat> My theory is that not everybody who gets the jab is getting the same stuff as somebody else who gets the jab. Right. My theory was because I, I believe that the intention of this shot was to kill people. I, I believe that from the mm-hmm. beginning, that it was intended to kill people. But if everybody who takes it dies within a short period of time, then it's going to be obvious that the shot's killing people, right? Sure. So you'd have to make sure that some shots don't kill people. So you've got to mix it up some. And And my speculation was maybe they'll put in saline solution in some of the vials. Maybe they'll put in last year's mm-hmm. flu vaccine yeah, you know yeah. who knows something that doesn't kill people uh and it turns out now that there have been multiple studies that have shown that what's in all those different vials that went all over the country was different yeah yeah there were different batches that had different stuff in them it was labeled the same but it had different stuff and again no no insert the inserts were blank now you mentioned um, that, that we had done the research and 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 found out what was in these so-called vaccines. Now, what would in in a nutshell, layman's terms here? How long do you think? Okay, maybe I don't have an opinion yet on the vaccine. Right. I have access to computers. I have access to everything right in front of me, even my smartphone or whatever. How long do you think I really would have to look? And do the so-called research to form an opinion on on whether the vaccine was good or bad. Half hour, maybe. Yes, maybe I, a half hour. That's what I was going to say. Half an hour, but you've got to be willing to do more than Google because Google. Well, sure. Google will only take you. Google will feed directly into the misinformation yep, about. Yep. Oh, it's safe and effective. Safe and effective. Mm-hmm. How easy? How long does it take to say safe and effective? I can say that in one second. Sure. Sure. Uh, okay, so if you believe that myocarditis, pericarditis, blindness, infertility, birth defects, blood clots, blood clots, if you believe that that's safe, that 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 that's <laughs> that those are symptoms of something that's safe, mm-hmm. 
And if you think that something that doesn't prevent hospitalization, doesn't prevent death, and doesn't prevent transmission is effective, then yeah, the shot's yep. safe and effective. Uh, that's like last <laughs> that, week when I mentioned now the most preventable issue out there in hospitals now are blood clots. Yeah, and we're going to talk about that on the show. So this is a, because thanks thanks to, to Paul, the producer, he kind of threw off the whole topic of today's show which is which is this is that we always do that but it's okay it's okay because i was actually prepared to talk about that anyway because we need to talk about it because it is this it's it's killing people the way that we feared three years ago right that it would be killing people i no, i i still played that because this does tie into this is treason because well for one thing i oh, mean if you want to you know like every intelligent American, you should get all of your health advice from the mainstream media, like Rachel <laughs> yeah. Maddow, you know, who, because remember over and over again, said you get the vaccine, you cannot get COVID and yeah. you cannot transmit COVID. How yep. many times did she say that over yeah. and over again? I, I, I still find it hard to believe they still call it a vaccine. But, I do too. But yeah. even, and, and, and even, even the FDA and, and Pfizer admits now that it's not going to keep you from getting COVID and it's not going to keep you from mm-hmm. spreading COVID. They admit it now. Yeah. That's, so why, that's why they they're can't. on booster number 20. They, yeah. You're right. Yep. Exactly. Yep. But, yep. Right. But I mean, just not even, you know, to kind of segue away from the, just even the vaccines, but even talking about, um, you know, this is treason, it's all these things that they're doing. So even the border right now, they had like a big convention with all of the sheriffs. Like in the U.S. and the president wouldn't speak to one of them yeah. about border security, and he's—they were saying that uh, what happened in uh, Israel, it was got stopped by local law enforcement. It wasn't the military that came in and saved everybody; it was local law enforcement, and that's what they're going to have to expect here. And they—he was like the sheriff was saying that he spoke to an FBI uh, guy, and he was saying that this is worse than post nine eleven. And it's not a matter of if there's going to be an attack. It's just a matter of when. when. And, I, right. and, and so, you know, I mean, you, you look at this and so you look at how their you know, mainstream media is telling you it's you get the vaccine. You can't get COVID. You can't transmit it. The border is the border is closed. Nobody's coming across. It's all safe. I mean, it's it's absolutely insane what the yeah. government is. It doing. was harder to get into the Super Bowl than it was to cross our borders. No kidding. It was yeah, harder that, that, to get into the Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's true. And yeah. speaking of the Super Bowl, too, I don't know if, if you guys watched it, but there was also these commercials about saying Jesus loves everybody, and they have a priest washing the feet of a tranny. Like, mm-hmm. Wh- mm-hmm. What is going on? And, well, if we're going to keep it, if we're going to rant like that, um, another thing that I don't like, and I'm, believe me, I am not racist, the Black National Anthem. Is that what that was at the very beginning? Because I missed that. And my wife was telling me, she's like, I just heard some weird, like some song. I didn't even know what they're saying. And I was like, it was probably that black national. Yeah, I've never heard of that. That's the first time, just so you know, this is the very first time in my life I've ever heard the words black national. And and I don't think now I remember when this first came out. I don't think the teams are on the field for that. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure. But they do come out for the national anthem. What's wrong with one anthem? What is what, the, Why do we... It, we're one what, country. What is it? What's one the nation. Black, what's, the black, what's the black national anthem? I don't know. I'll see if I can find a title for it. But I mean... I said it, it one time. It, it, this is obviously... This is a new thing? Uh, I've been around for a couple of years now, I believe. Wow. So that's, uh, I think the whole Kaepernick wow. thing. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> uh, lift every voice and sing... I don't know. Should we we could play it on the mic, maybe. Okay, no, that's all right. Uh, okay. that's, probably, all, that's a hard. Pass. That might trigger me. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, but no, these are these are serious 
these are serious issues. I think that a lot of people are are getting. Um, I think a lot of people are suffering from from trauma fatigue because the, the 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 things that we've been exposed to as a nation over the last four years are uh, are inducing a level of trauma and have induced a level of trauma in a lot of people. I'm going to read going back to Paul your your comment about the border. This is a text that I wrote just this morning to a friend of mine who works at Department of Homeland Security. And he is a patriot. He's a, he's a, he's a very good guy. Uh, but here's what, I, here's what I texted him. Over the weekend, I saw your earthly... He's also a Christian. So I said... So his boss is Jesus. So I had to clarify. I said, over the weekend, I saw your earthly boss on TV. We need a new head of DHS who understands that the purpose of the department is to provide security for the homeland not to open our borders to illegal aliens, including sex traffickers, drug cartel members, and terrorists from who knows where. On Sunday, I listened to Senator Ted Cruz give her gut-wrenching account of what he saw at the border, including 13-year-old girls being smuggled across the border to be raped and abused by perverts in this country. It was nauseating. But I guess as long as they're Mexican 13-year-olds, it doesn't matter to the men and women in our government who have the authority to stop it, but refuse to stop it. Have mercy on us. God have mercy on us. That's what's going on. The the drug trafficking, the sex trafficking that's happening at the border. And Alejandro Mayorkas, who was the head of Department of Homeland Security. Now, let's just think about that for a second. Department of Homeland Security. So what I said to my friend. His job is to provide security for the heartland, which is not Mexico. It's not Iran. It's not Iraq. It's the United States of America. That's their whole job. Security for the heartland. And mm-hmm. what does he do? Open the borders. Yeah. Let them come across. Don't detain them. Let them go into the country. Let them go into the country. If you stop them, give them some money and then let them come into the country. It's okay. Don't worry. And then there are the gotaways that we know about. The yeah. gotaways. Yeah. The ones that came through and weren't even stopped mm-hmm. because we couldn't stop them because we didn't have the manpower. So Mayorkas right now went on TV he said, I can't do my job at the border. We can't prevent these illegal crossings because we don't have enough money. We need more money so we can stop it. What would he do with more money? He'd make it easier for them to come across because that's what he's been doing all along. That's what he would do. He'd make it easier. He'd make it easy for, for more people to come across, get free taxpayer dollars, and disappear into our country. Well, you know, they're catching people at the Canadian border. Uh, they caught a bunch in the month of January. None of them were from South America. They were all pretty much European. Uh, but they're catching them up there. But they down south, they just seem to um, just oh, here, here, come because, on in. Come because, on in. Here's the cell phone. You need some money? You're right, because they're ordered, because the border agents are ordered to allow them yeah. to come through. And so if, if, if we give DHS more money at this point, until we get a new head of DHS, mm-hmm. It's just going to give them the ability to process more illegals yeah. into the country through our borders. I don't think that's a good idea. No. No. For some reason, I think it would be better if we keep to... Do you know how many, how many people uh, legally crossed the border and came into America? How many immigrants we had under Donald Trump every year? Legal. How many legal immigrants... 
were allowed into the country on a yearly basis. It was quite. It was a lot more than I think you would imagine it, was it to a, be. Exactly. It was a million people a year. Okay. I was, okay. A million a more than I thought, immigrants yeah. coming into our country the, every the year. Right way. The right way. Using the door. Using the where they can be vetted, where they mm-hmm. can be checked, where we can make sure that they're not bringing you know, bombs in or, or a plan to destroy America where they're willing to become mm-hmm. American citizens and do it the right way. A million people a year. I think that's pretty generous. Yeah. It is. And, and, and he was called, and he, they, but, but they don't care about that. The, no. the mainstream press doesn't care about that. The leftists don't care. The communists don't care. They just lie about him and say he's a, you know, blankophobe or whatever, stick in whatever your word you want, a phobe mm-hmm. for, uh, for President Trump. Well, Biden, I mean, you know, to his defense, he could be really thinking that the border is closed, but he just thinks that it's in Egypt. (laughs) Yeah, the the border between Mexico and Egypt is closed right now. (laughs) Oh, boy. And and, and it's closed by Mitterrand. He's the one one standing there preventing people from coming through. That's possible. When I was vice president. When was that again? (laughs) I forgot. Oh, boy. Um, but I did want to add one thing quick in here, uh, and, and then I'll get back. I, I just thought of it. Um, the, the Black Anthem thing, uh, Democrats are very, very angry because people wouldn't stand for it. Uh, they didn't stand for the anthem. Uh, but it's <laughs> I wouldn't okay stand for, them. for it. Well, it's okay for them to kneel for the national anthem. It's okay to kneel for that, and nothing said. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, anyway. Um, okay, back well, to When that. I said I wouldn't stand for it, I mean, I wouldn't stand for it being played. It's not our I national wouldn't either. anthem. It's not my national well, anthem. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. And I'm not it, racist either. If we can, but but you, you know what? I, I, they want you to say that. Mm-hmm. They want you to say I'm not racist because if they, because they've already said if you say you're not racist, that means you are. I've got colored friends, David, and I could say there's no way in hell I'm standing for that black national anthem, and they would agree with me, and they'd they'd probably the friends I have would probably say I'm not either. So when truth no longer matters, you're done. Yeah. Yep. When truth sure. in society no longer matters, mm-hmm. then reality doesn't matter. Right. So whether you're a racist or not, whether you're a bigot or not, whether you're an evil person or not, it doesn't matter. All that matters is whose who's lips are flapping into yeah. a microphone on television. Yeah. That's all that matters. Mm-hmm. And they're the ones that then determine what reality is mm-hmm. and what's going to happen to you sure. based on what they want to happen to you. That's the point that we're moving toward pretty quickly in this country if enough people who wear hats like that yep. don't stand up and do something about it. Yep. And we have to do something. For, you know, we, we've, we still have representatives in Congress who want to get reelected. Well, some of them want to get reelected. Well, some of them like Kelly <laughs> in North Dakota. Were you going to say something? No, no. Kelly Armstrong wants to get reelected in North Dakota. He's the North Dakota state, you know, yep. congressman. He's the representative. But he wants to now get elected to Burgum's job. He yeah. wants to come back and be governor of North Dakota. Mm-hmm. I have to ask myself, why would you want to leave Washington to come back and take a state position? I guess he didn't want his car stolen. He- <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I think that's the answer. You know, I had a, a friend who played professional hockey in Washington, D.C., um, and he said it was a really, really, really bad place uh, to live. It's a great place to visit. Yeah. He said not a good place to live. And um, I did want to mention my hat that, uh, again, um, it's funny because 
It's been hanging out. My sister actually gave it to me for Christmas two Christmases ago, and it's been hanging in here in the walls of the studio forever. I decided in my sleep last night, well, my lack of sleep while I was laying in bed like usual, not sleeping, thought, you know what? I'm going to start wearing that hat uh, during Hidden Agenda. Well, now this morning I got the idea I might start wearing it a little more. So I popped it on my head. I walked out. First person I walked into, ran into, I know. I've known for years. Hey, I like your hat. Except for the words on it. And it's like, oh, boy, here we go. But I'm also, I do respect my elders. And so I bit my tongue. Good for you. Uh, I wanted to call him a a dumbass, but I'm not going to because I do respect him. But But I think I'm going to wear this because I have a couple of meetings this afternoon that I'm going to. Uh, Of course, the majority of my meetings are at an establishment where you can have an adult beverage. So I'm going to just see maybe maybe I'm just doing this on purpose to see if I could egg somebody on. I don't know. I think that that's a good idea. And I I am. uh, I want to commend you, John, for not. for respecting him and for not calling him any name yeah. because because that's what makes society civil. Sure, right? sure. We, we have to be civil. That means not saying every single, not vomiting every single mm-hmm. idea out of your mouth that yep. comes through your head. Yep. Um, we we can't do that. That America used to be. Yeah, I I look back at, at pictures from seventy, eighty, ninety years ago. And and people were so much more respectful of one another back then. It's not that they that people didn't fight. It's not that people didn't argue or have disagreements over serious things. But how we handle those disagreements, we don't handle them by tearing down statues or by attacking people, no. or burning their cars, or smashing their windows, mm-hmm. um, or, or or robbing their stores. Right. Anybody who thinks that that kind of behavior is sustainable, you want to talk about sustainability. Anybody who thinks that that kind of behavior is sustainable or that a society or a culture would be sustainable under that kind of behavior, they've already bought the farm. I mean, they don't have, a, they, they, they don't have the ability to think for themselves anymore. And, and so a, a lot of really, I think that the biggest warfare that's going on in this country right now is, uh, is intellectual, mental, and emotional warfare. And, and people don't even realize it that they're being fed this continual stream of lies and propaganda in the national press. And most people, not the people on this show or the people that listen to this show, but the people that don't, the people that listen to Rachel Maddow, they just go, ah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. And yep. eventually their brains literally cannot work anymore, can't think for themselves anymore. Uh, I've got people who are friends or, or, or relatives who are like that? You you start walking up to a subject and it's okay, okay, okay. Oh, yeah. We got to oh, stop. They're yeah. calling Parker Carlson treasonous for interviewing Tucker, yeah. for interviewing Putin. Uh, Putin. Putin. And Putin, he even said in his in the interview, he said, "Well, America controls the media because he started talking about the pipeline that got blown up." Yeah, right. Yeah, and he's like, "Well, I mean, the propaganda is so thick. There's really nothing that I could say anyway because the America owns the media for the pretty yeah. much the entire wow. world." Now, what does he mean America owns the media? Well, it's, I think everybody oh, believes... The world, the world media? Yeah. yeah. I think he means more of the fact that everybody believes American media because, well, we've got more media than any other country in the yeah. world. We cover things that aren't even... Right. ...exist. You know, they don't even exist, and our media is out there covering it. So, so if America owns the media, the question then is who owns America? No. Oh, hey, good point. Right. <laughs> Very good well, point. No, I think uh, it was more along the lines of saying that you know, because obviously you get a lot of stuff online now and everything. And so the establishment, 
they use American media and they overshadow any type of other media sure. that any other country is doing. Absolutely. Right. I so, think that was his. In- yeah. I, mm-hmm. I, I, no. And, and, and that's, that's true. And it, it's bit, and we have to ask, why is that? Well, America has been a great nation. I mean, since it's practically, practically since it's found, not since it's founding, we grew into a great nation. We're on our way down now. America certainly is in decline right now. President Trump has said that since he was booted out of office, I believe illegally. Um, but America built a reputation for itself as being a nation that's free. We're, okay, let's just stop for a second and add the word free. Your, your hat says Trump 2024, and there's an image of American flag. The American flag for over 200 years has represented freedom around the world. But what does it mean to be free? What, what is freedom? I mean, really, what is freedom? Because people say, oh, we've got freedom in other countries too. Not the same kind of freedom that no. you have in, in the United States of America. And the thing that makes America free and different from all these other countries is that you, John, and you, Paul, and me, as individuals, have rights yeah. that the government cannot take away from us. Sure. That our rights actually supersede the power of yeah. the government. Yeah. That's what makes us free. Mm-hmm. You can go to other places in the world that call themselves free. But their government, at a moment's notice, can change yeah. the rules and say, no, you don't have the right to do that mm-hmm. anymore. Mm-hmm. In America, the reason that I was able to say, I'm not going to wear a mask and not wear a mask, yeah. is because I have certain freedoms. Our founding fathers recognized that those freedoms were given to us not by government, but by God. And if God gave us those freedoms, that means only God can take away those freedoms. Government doesn't have authority to take away those freedoms. And so one of the freedoms that we have is freedom of speech, mm-hmm. freedom to, to, uh, to, it's not in the Constitution. I think we have a freedom to breathe fresh air. Yeah. We have freedom to make our own medical decisions. Sure do. Right? So if I think that, that I'm going to get sick if I don't wear a mask, I have a right to say, you know what? I don't care. I'm going to get sick. Yeah, yeah. If I happen to know by doing the research that those masks aren't going to stop me from getting sick and someone else is saying, you got to put a mask on, you're going to get sick, I have the right to say, no, I don't. I don't have to put a mask on because it's not going to stop me from getting sick. In fact, it may make it more likely that I'll get yeah. sick. I have a right to make that decision for myself, whether I'm walking around on the streets, whether I'm in a hospital, whether I'm in a, a store, wherever I am. Unless I come into your home and you say to me, David, I'm sorry, you can't cross that threshold unless you're wearing a mask. I yeah. can say, okay, John, it's your house. Yeah. You make the rules in your house, so I just won't come in. And I would just say, yeah, it would be like, okay, David, see you later. Because I yeah. know you, you would turn around and walk away. <laughs> that's, that's right. That's exactly so, and right. And I would expect that. Right. But a store uh, that, is a, that is a, by definition, a public accommodation has yeah. no right to impose a medical intervention on me as a private citizen. Yeah. They don't have a right to do that. And, and, and stores did that all over the country. Yeah. And we, we let them do it because we thought that yeah. they had that authority. Uh, especially which, when which you're a don't. local grocery store monopoly. That's right. Hey, you know, there is nothing better than uh, treating yourself to some good homemade baked goods. Oh, for heaven's cakes. We can almost smell it from the studio down here. It is so good. And I talk about the smell all the time. Well, here's what I want you to do. Walk in there once. See for yourself. You're not going to want to leave. They're on the north backside of the Grand Cities Mall. Open Tuesday through Friday from 10 to 4, Saturdays 9 to noon. Doesn't matter if you want the best cupcakes or cakes for a special occasion or just a treat. Give them a call, 701-757-CAKE. You can email them over at yahoo.com. 
Hey, be a beautiful cupcake in a world full of muffins. Old for Heaven's Cakes in the Grand Cities Mall. Our number here at the studios of Grand Fork's Best Source for Hidden Agenda is 701-213-0863. Feel free to text or call. Um, you know what? We, we want you uh, talking to us. We want to hear what you have to say about this. Uh, right now, our monitors are pretty uh, pretty empty up there. So again, 701-213-0863. This is Treason Part 2. David Waterman with Midwest Public Health Coalition in the studio, along with Paul, the producer, and John Robertson, his new hat. Okay. There John Robertson's new hat. And the new hat. I do there, like one more that time. hat. Um, I, I want to throw this in there. We're going to hear an ad uh, when we wrap up the show. Uh, a friend of mine, um, a father of five, by the way, uh, owns a construction company, was injured in an accident. He's um, paralyzed right now, uh, basically from the chest down. Um, arms don't work. Um, uh, he's never going to be able to eat food again. Uh, anyway, there's a fundraiser for him uh, this Thursday, day after tomorrow. At uh, the VFW in East Grand Forks. Here's here's what I wanted to get at because I'm going to talk about this again. We've had a poster up here in the mall uh, on the bulletin board, the community bulletin board, uh, which you have to actually have the okay, the permission from the mall management to put up there. They actually will, uh, you know, um, initial it and put a date on there. Every time I put one up, people have been stealing them. They've been stealing the posters for a benefit. For a guy that's got five children that is now going to spend the rest of his life in a wheelchair, people are taking it down. Um, we got the cameras rolling now. I got a new one up there, so I'm just hoping we can see who takes it down this time. But I got that out of the way because it's been bugging the hell out of me forever. This is treason part two. Here we go. Thank you, John. I'm just really sorry. Who would do that? Yeah, exactly. I mean, what kind of... Yeah. Wow. Uh yeah, we're in trouble. So we need to take back the public schools. Let me go back to the COVID thing because I want to get into the, the treason part. Um, but but um, it's been brought up and we've talked about it a little bit. This number one cause of death for people under 65 in 2021, Stephen Hirsch did a survey uh, to, uh, to figure out what's going on. And so uh, he has now published from his survey – the results, and I'm going to ask you, Paul, you want to take a guess to what the number one cause of death for people under 65 was in 2021? I'm just going to take a stab at it take and a say stab. Uh, blood clots. Sudden death. Yeah. Sudden death. Well, <laughs> yeah. Number one cause of death. Death. <laughs> right. Or, or, or died unexpectedly. Yeah, yeah. As one guy, there's one guy that's on his Facebook or his YouTube, some social media. Uh, his name is died unexpectedly. Yeah. Or he died of heart failure. Well, yeah, when your heart fails, you die. Yeah. <laughs> that's just what so, happens. Right. <laughs> so, um, and this was reported in the Epic Times by Joseph, Dr. Joseph Mercola, who uh, I have great respect for Dr. Mercola. One of the things that we said... Uh, Midwest Public Health Coalition said back in 2021, when the shots first started rolling out, was that based on the research that we had done, based on the study of Dr. Stanislavski, uh, based on the study done by others, is that that shot would destroy people's immune systems. We said that it, mm -hmm. it, it, it first it damages the immune system, and then every time you get a booster, the destruction yep. to the immune system gets greater and mm -hmm. greater. Mm -hmm. It gets to the point where your immune system is effectively 90% destroyed. That's very, very serious. And so, um, in fact, that's one of the things that he says in this, 
in this article that, that mounting evidence shows the COVID shots are destroying people's immune system and tr- are triggering turbo cancers. Have you ever heard of turbo cancers? That became a thing yeah, yeah, after, after the shots rolled out in yep. 2021. Mm-hmm. So, um, so, yeah, sudden death is a number one cause, uh, uh, the number one cause of death in people under 65. Myocarditis is the cause of death is now registering across all age ranges, but only... From people who got the jab, yeah. How can that? How can they? Myocarditis is now a cause of death for people from literally newborns mm-hmm. through sixty-five. Yeah, and and some of these are the healthiest people on the planet too. Professional athletes, things like that. And now it's a cause of death. I want to just show you some some charts because I printed these some of these out. Um, this is, uh, this is, this is a chart for people who were, this is deaths, uh, for people who were unvaccinated in 2021. Okay. And I have to look really hard to see because the, the, the text of what's, what each column represents is very, very tiny. I mean, it's, it's very tiny. Mm-hmm. Even with my glasses, I can barely read it. Um, this is, uh, here's cancer over here. Let's see. This one is cardiac-related deaths for unvaxxed. Um, cardiac something. I can't even read it. Uh, but these are the deaths for the unvaxxed people in 2021. Um, this tallest one right here, mm-hmm. that was someone who had COVID, went to the hospital, and was put on a ventilator. Okay. This one is someone that had COVID, went to the hospital, and was put on remdesivir. That was Dr. Fauci's magic bullet for treating COVID, right? Yeah. Remdesivir, really, it kills you. Uh, Because what it does, it causes your kidneys to... Mm -hmm. Your body... Anyway. Um, This was uh, people that, that went to the hospital and were denied early treatment. They didn't give them, this person with COVID, they didn't get the drugs that they needed, which would be not remdesivir, but hydroxychloroquine or ivermectin. Sure, sure. They didn't get those. Uh, these are people who were treated just at the hospital with the regular hospital treatments, not, not, not ivermectin or hydroxychloroquine. Okay. And this line right here uh, is, uh, these are people that, that were claimed to have had COVID and died from COVID. But as you know, in twenty. 21, you could be shot in the head, you could oh, yeah. have a car accident, you could fall off a 20-story building, mm-hmm. and if they stuck a swab up your nose and it tested positive for COVID... It killed you. Cause of death was COVID. Yep. Right. Because yep. so, so, COVID can live in a head, a severed head, for so many months, kind of like a cockroach, right? Yeah. That's right. <laughs> and I mean, we, I, I say that, and people think, oh, that didn't happen. It that, did. It happened all the time. We gave examples of it every week. Every week. It happened all over the country. Okay. So here are the, here are the same numbers. I'm sorry. This is the same. This is the folks who were unvaxxed in 2021, died from COVID, Hospital, hospital, people treated. 2022, thank you. 2022, I'm glad you can read, because uh, I wasn't. Uh, hospitalized for COVID and not treated properly. Uh, these are denied early treatment. These are the people that got remdesivir. Now let's look at the people that were jabbed. First, let's go back to 2021. Here are the people that were unvaxxed. 
here are the people that were vaxxed. Notice the difference. Wow. Yeah. In some, what are those things? Well, let's see. For the jab people, these are cardiac deaths. Okay. In 2021. These, this, these are can, cancer deaths. Okay. That's cancer. Um, these were people that were initially healthy and then died. And these were people who just died suddenly. Up and died. Just whoop, died suddenly. Let's compare that to the unjab people. Isn't that something? Who, yeah. Wow. Died suddenly. That's one, crazy. Two, three, four, five, six. One, two, three, four, five, six. Yeah. That Barely shows. Little, yeah. Mm-hmm. These are the this is the this is what we've been talking about for th- over three years. Yeah. Uh same thing with 2022. <clears throat> if we compare unvaxxed to vaxxed <clears throat> in 2022. And there it is. Wow. So so what's going on? How come they, did you hear the recent FDA announcement that they're pulling all vac- all COVID vaccines and all COVID vaccine uh, boosters? Did you hear that? No. You know why? Because they didn't say it. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. They're still pushing them. They're saying, you know what? Why not make it a two for one and get your flu shot at the same time? Yeah. That's, that's the new exactly. ad package, the There's, new ad campaign now. Yep. You know, my son uh, and his wife just had, the, she just gave birth to their first baby mm-hmm. uh, just a couple of weeks ago. <clears throat> Uh, I wasn't here. Yep. Uh, you had, I think, Dr. Gene Gullix came on the show, yep. didn't yep. she? Right. Yep. Because I was in Minneapolis looking at my new uh, grandbaby. Mm-hmm. He's, uh, he's adorable. Um, they were, the hospital would have been happy to give that baby a shot. Oh, sure. Of COVID yep. vaccine. Yep. Which is not a vaccine. They're still calling it a vaccine. Mm-hmm. It's not a vaccine. Here's something interesting. <clears throat> Do you know how many studies have been done, how many official clinical trials have been done to determine shedding from people who get the jab? How many clinical trials have been done? Zero. Zero. The FDA, the FDA strongly recommends shedding studies be done for all gene therapy drugs, all types of gene therapy they recommend shedding studies to be done. The COVID jab is a gene therapy. Yep. It's artificial messenger RNA that they're injecting into you. Mm-hmm. That is gene therapy. Sure. By definition, that's yeah, gene by therapy. Defini- yep. Why is the FDA not called for shedding studies to be done? Why is the FDA not doing a lot of things? Why do we have an FDA? Why do we have an FDA? Well, I'll tell you why. Because it, the FDA makes the drug companies a lot of money. A lot of money. A lot of money. Mm-hmm. They are the uh, they're the primary they're the primary promoters of the pharmaceutical industry's sure. products. Mm-hmm. And that's what the FDA has become today. It's unfortunate um, because that's not what it was designed for. <clears throat> so uh, we I, I kind of want to move on, but the. Uh, you know, recent research. I'll read just a couple of bullet points from uh, Doctor uh, Doctor Mercola's article. Recent research shows repeated jabs trigger a switch in the types of antibodies your body produces and lowers your ability to clear a virus by switching from spike-specific neutralizing uh, IgG antibodies to IgG four antibodies. Your body switches from tumor suppression mode 
So your body normally, if you get a tumor, your body's going to try to suppress that tumor. Mm -hmm. Your immune system will suppress the tumor. And it switches it from tumor suppression mode into tumor progression mode so that your body, your antibodies will actually now actually help it feed grow. the tumor, help yep. the tumor to grow. Oh, golly. You'd think if that happened, <laughs> people would start getting cancer that would just like go out of control. I mean, we'd have to come up with a name for it, like turbo cancer or something. Good one. Yeah. Turbo cancer. Which is exactly what we have right sure. now. In addition to the potential for cancer cells to run amok, the IgG4 dominance may also have severe autoimmune implications as the COVID jab spike protein shares similarities with human proteins. And that's, that's another problem because they, they actually designed the, uh, they designed the jab, the, the, the spike protein that's produced by the jab to, to look to our immune system like it's a human protein. So it confuses the immune system. So one of the things that Dr. Dan said when he was here, one of the things we've been trying to say for years is that there are two problems with the, the, the jab that we saw right off the bat because we read the research. Mm -hmm. And we read the... Uh, Dr. Dan was able to read actually how the thing works. <clears throat> and and the, the companies said, people like companies like Pfizer said, well, we made it sticky. So when it gets shot into your arm, yeah. it stays there. No. That's a bald-faced lie. Yeah. It absolutely does not say there. It goes through your whole body. Mm -hmm. Okay. Line number one. Line number two, they said, yeah, and it's only going to make the spike protein because that's what it's designed to do. It's to force your body, your, the cells in your arm to produce spike protein, which is the most toxic part of COVID. <clears throat> they said, it's only going to do it for a certain period of time, then it's going to shut off. Line number two, yeah. there's no shutoff mechanism. There are people whose bodies are still producing spike protein who got jabbed three years ago. And so the, the, the ongoing epidemic, more people now have died from the jab than have died from COVID itself. And it's only mounting as more and more people get jabbed. So that's the bad news. Here's the good news. More and more people are figuring it out and saying, wait a minute, this isn't right. This is not right. Okay. This is treason. Part two. Uh, yeah, what the FDA is doing, I think, is treasonous. Sure. Yeah. And the AMA and the UN and the World Health Organization and the CDC. If it's not treasonous, it's criminal. Americans have died for no reason yeah. except to fulfill some sick pervert's agenda mm -hmm. to depopulate the world and to to uh, induce fear in the, in the population. Okay, but Rocking we can't you do buy anything. Pfizer. Let's move. Yeah, to but we <laughs> yeah, but we can't do anything to him. Can't prosecute. Can't do anything. Uh, you know, he, he's uh, not cognitive enough to prosecute at the top, yeah. but uh, he's apparently good enough to run for president again. But. Uh, and a little hall that works. What we need to do is recognize someone said, oh, let me get this quote right, um, that uh, the most, what is it? Uh, I can't think of it. It's a great quote. Um, it means basically that you're, you're, you're powerless 
American citizens are powerless to do anything because they think they're powerless to do anything. That's it. If you think you're powerless, you are. Mm -hmm. If you think you can't make a difference, you can't. But if you step up and say, you know, here's what I can do and here's what I'm going to do, then you can do something. All right. So more and more people are figuring it out. We need to send a message to Washington, D.C. that those guys are on their way out and we're not going to bring them back. And uh, Republicans have to reach out to true Democrats, not to... I'm not talking about leftists. Mm -hmm. I'm talking about true Democrats and say, hey, look, they're going to destroy me, you, your family, and our country if we we don't get on the same page and start fighting for what's right. Okay. I'm going to see if we can do this quickly. We can't do it quickly, but I I will try anyway. Um, We've got a video from uh, uh, Congressman Mast who is going to address some very important questions. Should we do that or should we do this next week? No, let's do it. Want to do it now? Yeah. All right. I think it's about four minutes, and then we'll make some comments, and we'll we'll, uh, we'll go from there. So this is Congressman Mast, and he's talking about what's happening in Israel and our response. So go ahead. Just go ahead and play Do either of you monitor the Gaza Health Ministry? He's I talk- do not. No. No? So... I think it's you know decent to look at. It's what the lady that got pulled out was parroting when she said 10,000 civilians were killed. And it's not just what they were parroting in back there. It's literally what UNRWA parrots. And then when UNRWA parrots it, it's what Al Jazeera and New York Times and BBC and everybody else. It's what everybody else starts parroting. And I'm going to read you directly from them what they, what they want everybody to parrot. So accordingly uh, to the uh, Gaza Health Ministry... Uh, 9,770 people have been killed. This is in Gaza. 70% were women, children, older persons. 24,158 uh, people injured. 2,260 reported missing. The, you know, at one point, 521 families, 3,109 citizens. And, and they give very specific information. Do you notice anything glaringly missing from what I just mentioned to you from the the Gaza Health Ministry report. Is there anything that strikes you as glaringly missing? I'm sorry, I, I don't I don't know what you're referring to. Combatants. They didn't mention the word combatants. No, at because all. they mingle them. Exactly. That's exactly the point. They they expect the world to believe that that all these people and these these groups that they're dividing up to families and older persons and children, which they consider anybody under 18, and women, that that none of them are combatants. That's what they want the world to believe, and that's what the United Nations goes out there and parrots, and that's what the media goes out there and parrots. So I want to get to a few of those points because it leads to a circle that's going on, and the circle is this. We all, and this shouldn't be provocative to anybody, Hamas lies. Hamas and Palestinians lie. It's their government. Uh, and, uh, you know, I've had a number of my colleagues that have agreed with me on Twitter that it's their government, uh, even though they tried to censure me on this. But, uh, you know, and then they say they lie, but then they pretend everybody is a victim. And then after they say everybody's a victim, there's anti-Semitic riots and terrorism. And then after that happens, then there's people, members and others, that call for ceasefires in another country and things like this. So I want to ask a few questions on that. Are all combatants men in this war? (laughs) 
were not on the ground and would not be in a position they're all, to confirm. Do you think they're all men? You're in DOD, you monitored Iraq and Afghanistan. Are all combatants men? Generally speaking, all combatants are not men. Thank you. Are they all over <laughs> the age of 18? <clears throat> Come on. Answer the question. Broadly speaking, uh, there are plenty of designated foreign terrorist organizations who use children uh, in, in combat. Are they all young adults or some of them are older adults? Congressman, I'm not a lawyer. Come on, Ms. Are Stroud. they all in, in Gaza? Are all combatants Hamas? No. Are they only individuals that wear black hoods and, and green, green headbands? Hamas, just like any terrorist organization. Not just Hamas. Other organizations like Palestinian Islamic Jihad also, I'm sure, don't only parade in the streets in identifiable uh, uniforms. That's right, and it's not just Hamas, like you just mentioned. Now, when I brought this up, which I think is very important to bring up, to, to identify who's innocent and not innocent, of which I absolutely acknowledge there are innocent people there, even though, again, that has been stripped from me uh, from comments from my colleagues. When I brought that up, my colleague up here, who's missing now, probably conveniently, asked me if I was a member of the KKK. And one of my colleagues over here also tried to censure me for distinguishing between innocent and non-civilian and trying to actually look at who is and who isn't. And this is the big problem about that lie. That lie is actually worse than the Al-Ali hospital bombing lie that was told by Rashida Tlaib in the New York Times and the Associated Press. Because that is a much more persistent lie that Hamas is begging. Palestinians are begging members of Congress to make. They're counting on the fact that people here won't try to distinguish that it's not just Hamas terrorists. It's also Palestinians, it's also women, it's also under 18, it's also older people. And when they do that, they get that circle of lies where they think everybody thinks over there they're a victim, and then they get the anti-Semitic riots and terrorism, and then they get the people calling for, for ceasefires and, and for making them a second state. And that's why that lie and, and these people unwilling to question that and yelling at me for questioning that are creating a much more persistent problem than even what Rashida Tlaib put out there. So, so there it is. I, I, he did an excellent job, I think, of yeah. making it very clear. Mm -hmm. And she actually even answered the questions. She did, yeah, yeah. for the most part, until he said, uh, is there anybody that's under, what, under 18 who's, I'm not a, yeah, I'm not I'm a not lawyer. A lawyer. Uh, what, what does that mean exactly? <laughs> I, was it the under 18? I can't remember the question. I'm not a lawyer. I thought, what? No, what are the, I think she, she was asking, he was asking um, <clears throat> if, if any of them are not, are not, you're saying they're not combatants. Here's the thing. Um, <clears throat> in, in Vietnam, I've got friends, you've got friends that fought in Vietnam. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that was was tragic and incredibly difficult and, and resulted in, uh, I think, deeper levels of PTSD with a lot of those soldiers was that they could go into a village. When they were fighting the Viet Cong, it's not that every single person fighting on behalf of the Viet Cong was wearing a Viet no. Cong uniform. No, they weren't. They were old people and women and Kids. children who would do whatever they had to do to kill 
uh, American soldiers. They would strap grenades to kids and women and send them running from their huts or their dwellings uh, at the soldiers' circle around there. And um, this is a really a morbid thing to say, but when uh, somebody with a full head of steam, unless you shoot their legs out from under them, they can still run. Even if they're dead, they can still get a few steps. And when you're strapped full of grenades um, and they send them running towards you, you have to completely destroy that human being right. from making any more progress. So it was it was terrible. Yeah, and, there's all there's still I mean, that's one of the biggest PTSD things is, you know, in Afghanistan or whichever one it was. But when they have to clear a room and they have to shoot the kids that are in there, too, because yep. the, the kids might be full of explosives. Yeah, you never know. And and here's the thing. When you kill a child, when you kill a child and then you find out afterwards, yeah, they had explosives trapped to their body and that, that would have killed me and mm-hmm. all my buddies. That's tragic. I mean, that's something that, that you've got to wrestle with for the rest of your life. I, I took this child's life, <clears throat> but in order to save my life and the the, the the lives of the rest of my platoon or my group, whoever it is that you're that you're with. But what happens when you kill a child and you find out they didn't have a body uh, bomb strapped to their right, body? Right. They actually were innocent. They actually weren't trying to hurt you. That messes with your mind in a way that I don't even want to think about. Yeah, it'd be tough. That would be tough to deal with. <clears throat> so, so this is a this is something that people who who don't have. Let me ask you this. How many, tell me, how many campaigns are you familiar with, John, or, or you, Paul, where we took women and children, not only went to war with them, but placed them in harm's way and strapped bombs on their bodies to go after the enemy? How many different wars did we do that in? I don't think we ever have done we that haven't. in a war. Correct. We haven't done that ever, ever. Our country doesn't do that. Why? Why don't we do that? There is fair war. Uh, there is, you know, war crimes. There are, uh, if we're in a war with a country, there are rules. There's supposed to be rules and regulations even to war. And, and in America, those rules, those rules of engagement, as it were, are designed based on Judeo-Christian yeah. values and morals. Mm-hmm. One of the here's an example that uh, I think a way to illustrate that. I was listening to a man who fought uh, in, um, I think he fought in Afghanistan, uh, and um, or maybe he was, maybe it was, uh, I can't remember which which war he was in. But he was talking with a guy who said, "Yeah, I took my, I took my ten year old son to see, uh, you know, Saving Private Ryan because I wanted him to see what you guys went through." And the guy looked at him and said, are you an idiot? Yeah, really. He said, you took your 10-year-old son? He said, I risked my life so 10-year-old American boys wouldn't have to see that. Yeah. And you took him to see it on purpose? Yeah. What's wrong with you? Sure. We have in America, if you're an American, you have a conscience that says your job as a man is to protect women mm-hmm. and children. Yeah. In countries where... They don't have Judeo-Christian ethics or values or morals. Yeah, Hamas, for example. Not only do they not have any compulsion to protect women and children, they 
willingly use women and children. They impose suffering <clears throat> on women and children in order to accomplish their goals. Mm -hmm. Remember when you heard the reports, and I think uh, Talib and some others, uh, some other non-Americans in American Congress, uh, were just raising an outcry over that hospital in Gaza that Israel bombed, how those evil Jews bombing a hospital in Gaza. And they tried to make a big deal about it until it turned out, oh, it wasn't Israel that bombed it. It was actually Hamas yeah. that bombed the hospital in Gaza. And then they claimed it was a mistake. Well, was it a mistake? Mm. Or did they just see it as a great opportunity to blame Israel for something else sure. that they didn't Sure, and, and we hear about that stuff all the time. We hear about it. Uh, I don't think we hear about it nearly as much as we should because exactly. I think a lot more goes on. Yep, I right, agree. Than, than we know about. So are we are we going to do uh, this is treason part three? Let's then? do part three. Okay, I think we're ready for part three. Okay, you're kind of quiet over there. Oh, you guys were talking. <laughs> <laughs> Um, well, okay, let's, let's wrap it up. Um, happy Valentine's Day tomorrow yeah. to all of you people out there. Yes, right, um, yeah, happy, right. Yeah, and uh, Monday is uh, President's Day, so it is actually a holiday. And mm. we'll be back again on Tuesday. On Tuesday. Yeah. And uh, I will not but be... Wait, which president, though? Because it could yeah. be Racist Day. Uh, well, they'll come up with a new name for it here eventually, <laughs> I'm sure. Well, wait a minute. Well, well um, Biden is racist, right? We know that because he's white. Oh, yeah, must be. He can't so spell he, it, but... He, <laughs> One so, day we'll quit picking on him. So he... Uh, yeah, right. <laughs> you know what? Here's the thing. I, if you look at him as a, as a kind of an old, senile grandfather, you gotta kind of feel sorry for him. If he hadn't done so much evil in this country, it'd be easy to feel sorry for him. I don't feel sorry for him. Sure, I don't he, either. He's an evil man, mm -hmm. and he is... the. This pain and suffering that he and his policies, the predicted, predictable, the obvious pain and suffering caused by his policies um, is overwhelming. And yet he stands up there and he smiles. And oh, yeah. like, just like all the dictators do. You know, Hitler did the same thing. Uh, Stalin did the same thing. Mao did the same thing. They talk about how great they are and how wonderful they are while they're slaughtering their own people. Yeah while they're imposing tremendous pain and suffering on their own people. That's what they do. That's what dictators and psychopaths do. And uh, the rest of us have to see it for what it is, stand up and fight and say, no, we're not going to tolerate and that. And anybody that disagrees with him is a terrorist. Yeah. And when, right, yeah. So, so don't let them frame you. Don't let them declare that they are the purveyors of truth and reality because they're, in fact, the destroyers of truth and reality. And we have to stand up and say, no, you know, there is such a thing as truth. It's not my truth, your truth, his truth, her truth, it's truth. No, there's only truth. There's only truth. Truth doesn't change based on who you are. So, yeah, so have a, have a great uh, Valentine's Day with your sweetheart, whoever uh, that is. And um, we'll see you next week. All right. Thank you, David Waterman. This is Treason Part 2 on Hidden Agenda, uh, brought to you by not really a sponsor, but uh, something I want to talk to. It is uh, a benefit uh, for a guy named Lucas Schaefer. He was paralyzed from the chest down in an accident. Now, this benefit will be the day after tomorrow, Thursday. That's the 15th at the VFW in East Grand Forks from 530 to 9. Uh, free will offering with some really good food from the Broken Drum. There's going to be a silent auction, raffle drawings, all that kind of stuff. And a GoFundMe has been started and a Lucas Schaefer benefit account has been set up at First State Bank. Uh, people, if you want to help, you can either stop by uh, the benefit or make a check out to any of the five First State Bank locations. 
Nations again. Uh, this will be coming up uh, on Thursday at the VFW. All right, uh, let's see here. Uh, coming up at 1 o'clock this afternoon, we've got Grand Forks uh, City Chatter. Grand Forks City Council member Repa, uh, Rebecca Osowski is going to be the guest on today's show. So make sure you tune in and make sure to like, share, tag, and follow us. All right. Hit that notification bell on your smartphone. It dings every time we go on. You'll never miss another Hidden Agenda show. All right. Um, I will catch you tomorrow morning. You know, the Grand Cities, they are grand. Well, Grand Fork's best source is giving them an identity again.